הורינו ורבינו. שלום, עמוס. I caught you in a good time. How are you today? Thank God. It's a Friday today. We're recording on a Friday today. Yeah, it's not our usual time. No. And one of the things we both have in common is that we both speak English and Hebrew. Yeah, it's a blessing. It is a blessing. And many times we speak to each other in Hebrew. Yeah. But this podcast is going to be... In English, but we're going to incorporate mm. some Hebrew into it. You had the suggestion a couple of weeks ago we should do one just in Hebrew. Yeah, we should. Just to mess with everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, when did you learn Hebrew? Out well, of curiosity. I learned Hebrew when I was, from a young age, really. Yeah. Because I went to an Orthodox Jewish day school in kindy. So since the age of really four or five, mm-hmm. I've been learning Hebrew. I moved to Israel when I was 10. I knew some Hebrew. And I was a good student. But then in my first Lashon test, the language yeah. test, I got a 30%. And I was devastated. Because <laughs> I was a good student. So I, I can understand. completely relate to that. Yeah, I, could, I didn't understand why <laughs> I was getting a 30%. Because I know how to learn. I'm a good student. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. So it was a little bit of a breakdown there. It was grade five. Yeah. But I picked it up really quickly. Mm. Really, really quickly. And I'm a fluent Hebrew speaker. I ended up getting in my Lashon, a Grud in grade 11, 95%. So, I mean, yeah. I, I got much better. I know, I guess because I, I was born in a non-Hebrew speaking country or outside of Israel, then my grammar... is actually usually better than Israelis. Israelis yeah. have horrible grammar. Yeah. Except for the few that really care about it. I think that's mostly true for any language. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because Pe- locals people... take it for granted and they speak yeah. street talk or whatnot. They speak mostly in idioms. Mm-hmm. But also, right, for example, Habit Knesset versus Beit HaKnesset. Mm. And things like that. You know, or... Or the, especially in Hebrew where you have masculine and feminine. We'll get into that. Yeah. Right, down. Do- doesn't exist in English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So masculine and feminine, especially when it comes to numbers, which yeah. are counterintuitive. Because you have <laughs> shalosh, which is feminine, and shlosha, shlosha which, which is, is masculine. masculine. And then when it comes to word, like how many chalonot, mm. shlosha, chalonot, how many banot. Shalosh banot. How many girls? Shalosh banot. And Israelis will get that confused all the time. They use basically the feminine for everything. Yeah. Like shalosh banim. We're like, no, there's not shalosh banim. It's shalosh banim. And in, in English, what you don't have is you don't have masculine and feminine. No, you don't have a gender article right. to, to the words. So it's gender neutral or... I saw a meme today, actually. What's that? It was, it was really good. Mm-hmm. It was... Uh, What pisses you off? And he says, nouns. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Places, people, and things. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, why don't you get into... Uh, we're going we're gonna to get into the difference between English and Hebrew. Yeah. We're basically going to prove, according to our personal theories, uh, which language is... A preferred language. Yeah. Or language has... Totally a, not biased at all. Totally not biased. <laughs> a little bit biased. A lot biased. A lot biased. <laughs> but we are going to back ourselves up with yeah. facts, uh, grammatical facts. And let's start with... Basically, going to compare English and Hebrew. We'll let you, the, the listener, decide at the end which language you think is the superior language. <laughs> English or Hebrew, we're going to make the claim, or at least I'm going to make the claim that it's Hebrew. I think we agree on that one. Mm, I think so. We're not But going let's to go disagree ahead and today. start proving that, picking it apart. English, of course, more people in the world speak English and Hebrew in the world. Yeah. It is consen- considered the lingua franca, even though that used to be French, which is why it's called the lingua franca. Yeah. But English is the international language of the world. Of the world. The... I don't know if it's the most spoken language because that could be either Mandarin or Spanish. I think more people speak Spanish or Mandarin. I think than Mandarin English. and then 
Spanish is most widespread. Widespread. Yeah, in, in terms in of countries. more countries. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of population itself, I think it's Mandarin. Mm-hmm. It yeah, is. just because China's massive. Yeah, and even a lot of people in India speak English. Yeah, yeah. So English is definitely a spoken language. And you're, when you're doing any international presentation, for the most part, it'll be done in English. In English. In English, English as a first language, English as a second language is taught all over the world, Very pretty much well. in every country. Yeah. Hebrew is not taught in every country. No. And it's a very select group of people. Even a lot of Jewish people don't know how to speak Hebrew properly. This is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the basics of reading and writing, especially mm-hmm. in Hebrew. That's right. So let's start with, but we want to present English versus Hebrew because this talks about everything from a Jewish perspective. We're yeah. obviously going to side with Hebrew, but we have to back it up. So let's start with the first point. Which language is the most random language? Okay, so the Hebrew word for fish, this is your favorite, it's mm-hmm. dag, meaning that's the only thing you can say for dag. Singular is dag, plural is dagim. Mm-hmm. English is fish, sometimes fishes, also fish, mm-hmm. which is, that that's a random point in itself where we've not even gotten into the spelling yet of mm-hmm. fish. Well, that's not the random part, but yeah. No, but I don't like it. I don't like when people say fishes. Fishes is not... It's not grammatically It's correct. not ox versus oxen. No. Like sheep. You don't say sheep. Yes, yeah, don't say sheeps. S. There's one sheep. And many sheep. Hmm. But people still say fishes. People do say fishes, and that's wrong. And I don't like it. Incorrect, <laughs> yes. Yes, those are things that really annoy me. I remember learning that in... Oh, I could speak English when I was in school in Israel mm-hmm. um, because my grandparents communicated with myself and my sister in English. Mm. So um, we knew English and spoke it at home as well. Grandparents in India? No, in, in, in Israel. Israel. Yeah. Oh, your grandparents in Israel? Yeah. Mm. So they went to the Ulpan. They, they learned some Hebrew, but they mainly communicate in English. Right. Um, and I remember being at school and doing English and I found it really easy because it was basic spoken English not too much on the grammar and the writing a little bit on the sentence structure this is guitar dalid hey sort of thing and uh, they were teaching us plurals about fish and it's also fish in is the plural so I thought okay good that's easy I knew that but that's really easy and then uh came here and I've heard all of a sudden people refer to it as fishes and I don't like it let's get to the random (laughs) part so the question is how do you spell Doug and how do you spell fish right so Doug real simple it's phonetic yeah most Hebrewers exactly all all Hebrews Hebrew I guess the the language with English letters that's the most comparable to Hebrew that way is Spanish. Mm. Spanish is incredibly phonetic. Yeah. And it's hard to spell things more than one way. Mm. So, in Hebrew, the D sound is Dalid, and the G sound is Gimel. There's some overlaps, like Chet and Chaf, and even then there's actual differences. There's, when you yeah, get the, into there's differences the, in the that. The Chet, which is supposed to be more of a, of, of a throat sound versus a Chaf. Yeah, which is a different which is sound. More, more, with, more your, with your tongue or with, with your, your, with your mouth. mouth. Yeah, with your lips. Yeah, Chet is like this, or Ayn versus Aleph, which is yeah. Aleph is really a silent letter. Ayn is also. Well, you hear the Yemenites speaking, and mm-hmm. they very much do distinguish between those they sounds. Do. Yeah, they also have a different one, but generally, most Sephardi or Eastern, Eastern is just same Israeli or Taf and Tav. Well, that's Yemenite, but yeah, there will be a difference between like really hardcore Ashkenazim that mm. is tough and saf. Yeah, mm. Shabos. Shabos, right? <laughs> but the Ayn is really uh, much more of a Sephardi, uh, North African, Iraqi thing. Yeah, yeah. Ayn. But getting back to Dab, there's only one way to spell it. Yeah, Dab and Gimel. You could maybe, for somebody's name, 
do dalid aleph gimel and stretch it that yeah, way dog. with the aleph being silent. Yeah, dog. That's about it, right? Now, how do you spell fish in English? Well, F I S H. Mm-hmm. But you know, phonetically, it could be it could be a lot of different things. Yeah. Back at fish. Um, yeah, so phonetically, you can spell it any number of ways. That's right. You can, because the f, the e, and the sh sound could be spelled in a whole bunch of ways. So, sh, mm. for example, could be sh, could be ch, could be sch. Yeah. But then you have, when you make the sh sound, when it's like t-i-o, like fiction or information, yeah. right? Or c-i-o, or... <laughs> There's no end to it. No. Right? There isn't. So, you know, you could spell it F-I-S-C-H. Or you could do F-Y-S-C-H. Yeah. Or F-Y-C-H. Or P-H-Y-C-H. Or P-H-I-S-C-H. <laughs> or P-H-I-T-I-O, technically speaking. <laughs> right? And kids, by the way, get get widely confused about this. Especially yeah. uh, with dyslexia and phonetic. They'll spell like dress. Mm. J-R-E-S-S. Because that's how it sounds. Even though it's, uh, you know, D-R-E-S-S. Yeah. This happens. Uh, and also you have another word. Yeah, shower is also is also another one. Mm. So the, the S-H and shower can be S-C-H. Mm-hmm. It can be... Um, the Ocean, for example, is... The, oh, the, the sh O-C-E-A-N. is, is C-E. <laughs> so you basically so. have to memorize it. It's very random. Yeah. That's the point. In Hebrew... Yeah. If you say mazon, there's really only one way to spell that. Mm. Right? You can spell it maybe some variety. Like when it comes to the ch sound, you can get confused between chet and chav. Yeah. You can get confused between how to make a zayn, how to make a gimel, because they're, because they're, they're the, the same way, mirror yeah. of yeah. each other in script. So things like that. Yeah. That's fine. How, that, do you, how do you remember that, by the way? Batman. I remember that Gimel makes a C. Mm. And C is the third letter of the alphabet. Nice. So that's my, my wee trick to remember that. Mm. And if it's not a C, then it's Zine. Zine. It's a backwards C. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but English is a lot of memorization. It is. As far as spelling, even just spelling. Yeah. So yeah, ocean. Yeah, if you say, how do you spell ocean? Well, you spell O S H. E A N or o- Ocean or maybe O S H E N. That's how it sounds. Yeah. Right? And the O in the start can be O H mm-hmm. as well. That's right. There's no end to it. There's like no we end said. to it. No. There's no end to it. So. It's a bit silly. That's why English is the most random language possibly in the world. Yeah. Like even think of all the suffixes. You have this in French as well. Mm. In French, is pretty consistent. But in English, like, how do you spell through? So a lot of people spell it today, T-H-R-U. Yeah. Especially in America. America. But T-H-R-O-U-G-H. Like, S-O-X for socks? That's an American thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's an American yeah. thing. Except baseball teams, like... New Zealand baseball team is the Black Sox, mm-hmm. and they also spell it S O X. Well, that's because of the Americans. <laughs> They're in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, but phonetically, it makes a lot of sense with an X. Yeah. 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 Phonetically, it does make sense. So that's actually a good example of how it's phonetically spelled in a, an appropriate way. But any other country doesn't spell it that way. Mm. When when talking in English, when spelling in English, yeah, correct. So it's just an American. But thing. an ox is not O C K S. Yeah, it's O X. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, but it could also be short for Auckland, A U C K S. That's also ox. Yeah. <laughs> There's no end. random. It's very random now, and it's based on memorization versus Hebrew. Which is based on a structure. Mm. And one of the reasons this happens is because all the English is formed from Latin and Greek and other languages 
that yeah. formed into English. English is not an original language. No, no, not at all. It's a compilation of other languages that preceded before it that do have their own uh, alpha, beta, but compiled into English. And even English, the English of today, is an evolution yeah. of older English. Yeah. And I don't even know the whole history. So I don't really want to. I don't know what the history is. I just know that Old English has a lot of thee and thine and yeah, there and other. Yeah, but then there's even American English and British English and yeah. Kiwi words and Aussie words and different... If you go on Word, I think there's mm. at least 10 to 15 different English languages. Oh, yeah. If not one for every other country. Yeah, maybe. even if you have like different things like... Are you pushing a pram with your kid or a stroller? Mm. You know, are you are you renting an apartment or a flat? Yeah, are you drinking soda or pop? Mm. <laughs> That's another yeah. American one. Or soda pop. Yeah, soda pop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Drinking fountain and bubbler. Drinking fountain, a bubbler. Yeah, it's a bubbler. It's a drinking, it's a drinking fountain. fountain. I never heard that one. Before. I think that's somewhere like a uh, footpath versus a sidewalk. Mm. Or pavement. That's the other word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pavement, you see, is a driveway. Then you have, of course, why is is a parkway where you drive fast on and where you park called a driveway? <laughs> That's a very good question. I can't answer that. <laughs> there is no answer to it. <laughs> so there's all these funny things in the English language, and it's really yeah. not its own language, and so mm-hmm. it's not... It's not we're not judging the English language because it's not its own fault. But, however, no. it is very, very random. So if you really think about it, there's no rules. In Israel, when you learn English as a second language, you learn it very differently than learning English in an English-speaking country. You'll learn, like, present progressive, past yeah. progressive, you learn the things like properly. that. You never learn it like that in an English-speaking country. Yeah. Ever. Like, I was, she was, he was, they were. Mm. Right? They are doing. Also, I find she when, is doing. when they teach uh, English externally, they, they teach the subjunctive as well. Do you know what the subjunctive is? Mm. So no. that that's like talking about the hypothetical is an example. So you say, if I was to is wrong. That's grammatically incorrect. Because you, were to. if I were to, mm. is the correct grammar, because that's the subjunctive, not tense, but it's a, it's right. a rule. But I was. But it's thinking. it's pretty much dead in English, in within English speaking languages, because most people don't use it. Um, I remember when I was learning Spanish, we, a big part of, uh, uh, year thirteen Spanish, I think over here, is um, learning the subjunctive and. Pers- almost perfecting that in mm. university they put a huge emphasis on talking in the subjunctive mm. that's interesting yeah so what can we say god bless english <laughs> god bless the queen but the, the it, is, it is very very random and it's very hard to pick up so if you now especially if you come from hebrew oh that's another point though like mm. English is supposedly the second hardest language after like Finnish or something to learn. I actually. thought it was Russian is the hardest to learn. Russian also sounds very hard to learn. Because it has its own letters. Yeah. Hebrew has its own letters. Mm-hmm. It's not, I don't think, like Arabic has its own letters. That's also true. But Arab, Arabic is phonetic. But you know how to read the letters. Yeah. Well, it's... Similar to Hebrew in that sense. Mm-hmm. Similar sounds as well. Yeah. Well, let's get into Hebrew for a moment. So Hebrew is a Semitic language. Mm-hmm. There are three Semitic languages. Hebrew, Arabic, and Aramaic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Vav in Hebrew is a Wow in Arabic. In Arabic, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Aleph, right? They have, they have very, very similar... Yeah. Uh, letters. Once you know how to read Arabic. And similar words as well, like very Arba words. and Arba. Arba. Yeah, even like Moshe, Musa. Musa, Ibrahim. Uh, Ibrahim, Daoud. Daoud is the V. Yusuf, Yusuf is Yusuf. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's a different pronunciation. Uh, yeah. There's 24 different dialects of Arabic. So it's not one, but there is a yeah. literary Arabic or an Arabic that, right, that, yeah. that yeah, basically yeah. everybody speaks or writes in there are mm. different dialects. Just like in English, there's dialects, but yeah. essentially it's the same language. So you can go from Britain, Australia, England, Canada, uh, um, New Zealand, and, and America and pretty much understand each other. Yeah. With minor words. Mm. But you understand the whole concept, the language, the base language is the same. Yeah. Which is why people move between those countries. Yeah, they typically look for those. For those yeah, mm. they have similar culture and they have similar lang- languages That's right. as well. Mm. For the most part. For the most part. Um, but when you get to Hebrew, so Hebrew is an original language. is a language that we believe was written, was given by God. Yeah. It has a language that he spoke. Either that or Aramaic. Now, Aramaic is interesting because Aramaic is known as the lingua franca of the time. Many things in the in prayers and in the way people wrote uh, back in the Talmudic era, yeah. so much the Mishnaic era, but even possibly how you know the language that was spoken in the time of the Bible, the language that was spoken in the time of Daniel, the end of the first temple, for sure, yeah. was Aramaic. Yeah. Some of the books in the Tanakh are written pretty much in Aramaic, oh, right. like Daniel. Well, the, the first Talmud is written in Aramaic. The first part, Alachmania in in Agadat Pesach, that's yeah, in Aramaic that's right. as well. That's right. Um, Aramaic was the spoken languages, which which why in Ushpizin, yeah. for example, when we welcome the guests to the Sukkah, which is you know Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and Moshe, Aaron, Yosef, and David. Yeah. We say it in Aramaic, mm-hmm. and why we burn the chametz? We say it in Aramaic. Yeah. We read a ketuba, a marriage contract. We say it in Aramaic. Yeah. Why are all these things in Aramaic? Because that's what every it was the English of the time mm. in Mesopotamia. Yeah. That was the spoken language. Yeah. Probably Avram Avinu and Yitzchak and Yaakov all spoke Aramaic to each other. Yes. Historically speaking. It's yeah. written in the Torah in Hebrew, though there are some Aramaic words sprinkled into the Torah, like Yegar Sahaduta and things like that. Mm. Safnat and Egyptian names. There. There's different names sprinkled in there, but the Torah is written in Hebrew. What makes Semitic languages different? Because they are based on the Aleph Bet, which yeah. is the original alphabet. Yes. Like before and the it's Aleph- not Greek. For Bible. everyone. Well, the alphabet, as Rabbi Sachs, <laughs> of blessed memory, uh, taught when he mm. gave a speech at the National Library in Israel, Yeah. Th- that the alphabet is derived from the Aleph Bet. Yes. Alpha, Beta, Gamma is a, a, an exact copy of Aleph Bet and Gimel. Yeah. With different symbols. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference, by the way, languages that are written left to right, languages that are written right to, to left. left. Right to left have vowels. On the words like we have in Hebrew vowels. Yeah. You have to learn the vowels. Yeah. And it's a still, vowel is yeah. not A E I O U and yes. possibly Y. Those are letters sometimes that are I... also vowels. Vowels are it's a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing the song, right? Yeah. Um, the vowels are the actual vowel punctuation points. The cholam, the patach, the kamat, the, the asam, the esam, the isam, the shiva. Which is a mm, mm. Right, a, a mute sound, so to the speak. The ooze and the ooh, yeah. all. That's right. E. So essentially, it's a i o u. All those same sounds, but they're not letters; they're vowels. No. Yeah. So Arabic, Aramaic, and Hebrew have letters, but you only know how to pronounce the letters based on the vowels. Yes. Versus the English languages, where the vowels are built into the letters themselves. Mm-hmm. The outliers like French, which has different accent, you know, and the, yeah, the, like, the C, right? And they have that little. They bit have in that in German, Portuguese, and yeah. Spanish. Mm. A little bit, yeah, you do, yeah. yeah, a little bit, but not to the same extent. Yeah, that's one of the differences. Rabbi Sachs pointed that out, and I think that's fascinating. And Hebrew, Arabic, and Aramaic, especially Hebrew, is very phonetic. So the way you see the yeah. word, that's the way you read it. Yes. There's no two ways about it. But more importantly, it follows a very, very clear structure mm. with very few exceptions. Yeah. I'm talking about proper Hebrew, not 
in modern Hebrew, which incorporated a lot of English words into the Hebrew language. Talking about yeah. the original yeah, the, 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 the example. Hebrew. So let's take a couple of examples. Yeah. For example, a yeshuv is a town. Yes. Right. So yeshuv comes to the the point is the root words. Yeah. There's three letter, sometimes two letter, sometimes four letter root words, and those root words form nouns, verbs, sometimes adjectives, with with those same root words. Yeah. Or places, and you know the meaning of the noun, the verb, mm. the adjective, or anything else. Based on the root word. Yes. So, yashav, or yashva, is mm. means to sit, to, or sit. to dwell. Yeah. So, a yeshuv is a dwelling place. Why yeah. is it derived from the same root word? Well, a settlement, yeah. Settlement. Like settle. Yeah. Right, where you settle, where you sit down, and you settle. That's right. Um, you have the word Torah, right? The Torah. Why is the Torah called Torah? From the root word yud, resh, hey, yara, which means to teach. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Then you have very interesting, right? Yara could also means to shoot, which yeah. means you're aiming at a target. And when you're teaching, you're aiming at a goal. So you mm. see there's connection between the root words yeah. because it's an intrinsic meaning yeah, it's, to it's, the language. It's very much connected to the word itself. Right. And you don't get that in English at all. No, you don't have intrinsic meanings to words. Like to teach is not, maybe it's derived from a Latin word to teach, but there's no yeah. inherent meaning in the word teach. Yeah. Teaching is just the the I think it, word we use to describe. Yeah, words in, like in, in English in terms of stuff like saying biology or chemistry and um words like that right it's, that, 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 it's, it's, it's bio, like it's but that's also de- derived from latin not um, that's the thing but again chemistry meaning i just gave you i'll give you another example for example um shamayim shamayim is a great example yeah water right? over there wash it's sham <laughs> mine yeah. there is water yeah what do you mean it's, in, it's, for, it's for the sky shamayim means sky or heaven yeah so why does it mean sky or heaven? Mm-hmm. Because the waters were separated in the second day of creation. Yeah. And there was water and sky. Yeah. So there was Mayim. Mayim and Shamayim. And Shamayim. Also Mayim. I explained the, that to a friend of mine, actually. Yeah. And, and, and when we point to the sky nowadays, he just says, oh, there's water there. Mm. Right, because Sham means yeah. there and Mayim means water. <laughs> but even take the word Mayim. I actually just thought of this. Mayim is Mem Yud Mem. Yeah. Right? And backwards is also spelled mem, 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 mem. Because when you look in water, you see your reflection. So there's like intrinsic meanings yeah. to the words themselves. And you can go on and on and on. It's like um, a couple of weeks ago we did, this was a Friday night, one of your shurim when we do Kabbalah Shabbat. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Sheker. Oh, Sheker, yeah. Yeah, and so it all stands on one foot. Oh. So Sheker and Emet. Yeah. Right? A truth and falsehood. And this is actually an example I give people, <clears throat> especially the uh, the Christian groups and or non-Jewish groups that come through the center. Mm. And I want to teach them a little bit about Judaism and about the Hebrew language and how it's different than English. So I do the whole fish thing for like two minutes. <laughs> and that throws them off. Because <laughs> they're like, they can't say I'm wrong because they know I'm not wrong. Yeah, but they're like, you're like, yeah. well, English is still better. No, it's better. And yeah, you're I'm stupid. Like, All right, Stop well, it. Let me show you this. <laughs> there's true and there's false. Okay. Now, in English, in Hebrew, the what I now this is an, a whole different le- level. Now, yeah. The letters themselves, the letters and the way the letters are built, are written, yeah. have intrinsic meaning. Yes. Yeah. Right. So that's what this is. So <clears throat> the word for truth is emet aleph mem tav, and yeah. they all have either two. In in bold in uh, print letters, not script, but print. Yeah. The way it's written in the Torah, for example, uh, the aleph has two legs, the mem has a wide base, and the top has two legs. The word for falsehood is sheker, shim kufresh, which in the Torah, not in modern Hebrew, but in no, Torah, in the Torah, the way it's written, it, the, is the a, has it's, a it's, it's like a triangle a base, which means it only stands on one point. Kuf mm. at, at, at stands on one leg, and resh also stands. And one leg. Kuf is essentially a race with another line that's disconnected which is longer. from it. Yeah. Which is a long line from the beginning. It's disconnected. So meaning they both stand on one leg. Mm. Because if you're standing on one leg, you're eventually going to fall. If you, if you have two legs to stand on, yeah. which is also a phrase in English, that means 
you're standing on solid ground. You have truth. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, you have substance. You have evidence. It also reminds me of um, your other one, which is the sukkah. Was it your grandfather or someone? You oh, wait, the, we'll get the, to the, the Yeah. But what's the... But, but Emet and Sheker go eat one step further. Yeah. Because Sheker can fall down and Emet could stay up. That's why it says, Emet yeah. meha'aretz tzmach. From the roots of Ulgra. But also, the Aleph is the first letter, Mem is the middle letter, and Tav is the final letter of the alphabet. So you have the entire context. Yeah. Right? So that's the whole truth. Nothing but the truth. Right? Yeah. Sheker are the, and not the exact order, but they're the fourth, last, third, last, and second last letters in the alphabet. Yeah. You're taking the truth, you're taking something out of context. Yeah. And if you take something out of context, it's, it's not true. Yeah. So meaning, but think about that. You don't have that in English or no, in no, any no, other language. No. That level of intrinsic meaning to the word, to the way the letters are structured. <laughs> you don't have that. Yeah. Podcast and over Hebrew wins. Hebrew wins. Mic drop. <laughs> don't drop it. No, I'm not going to have to drop it. It's expensive. But now you're getting to sukkah. So you remember, so how many walls? Yeah, so the, the sukkah is a structure we build on the Feast of the Tabernacles, yeah. otherwise known as Sukkot. Sukkot. So it's right. either four, three, or two, two and then one. one and one handbreath. Handbreath. That's right. Yeah. So how do you remember that? My grandfather. Right? A Sukkah, a Samech, is, uh, the letter is built with four sides. Four sides, It's basically yeah. a square that's one of the corners are like rounded. Like rounded, yeah. yeah. That's how you distinguish Kaf between Samech and Memsafit. Three is three letters. It's like a backward C, but like with right angles. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And then a hey is like a race with a little dot. It's like with the dot that's disconnected from it. But basically it's two plus a little bit. So you remember four, yeah. three, or two plus a little bit. And that's the word for sukkah. Yeah. So meaning in the word itself <laughs> is the laws of how to build a sukkah. I mean, it's wild. It's, it's unbelievable. It's a yeah. great way. To, it's a great tip to remember yeah. it as well. Yeah. But it's really, really, really wild. I can think of all my going friends that are like, that's a bit of a stretch. But no, it's not. Mm. <laughs> These are the rules. It is not. <laughs> then you have, for example, uh, names, right? Why was Avram upgraded to Avraham? Because he became Av Hamon Goim. Yeah. Right? With the hey being Hamon. So it's Av Hamon. Yeah. So the father it's of like- many nations orthodox judaism gives intrinsic value within the name right. of a person noah and it has right. well supposedly has uh, influence on the person's personality yes yeah right that's correct so noah was was uh had grace or a charm in the eyes of hashem which is the word mm. chen. Chen. So noah, matzachen, hashem. noah found a favor if you will or a charm or Grace um, mm. in the eyes of God, and Noah, spelled backwards, is Chen. Is Chen. So, like yeah. in his name, is the personality what he represents, which is a name in its own right. Chen, Chen is also, Chen a, is also a lot of people need yeah. that. I know a guy named Chen Chania. That's a great name. <laughs> That's a great name. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of mining issue, but um, even yeah, even for example. My name, Ariel, is the name of, mm. it means two things, either the Lion of God or the Fire of God, yeah. that fiery personality. But it's the name of the <laughs> Mizbeach, which was the altar, because on the altar, what do you do? You burn you things. You burn things. Right? Yeah. Barbecue. Yeah. Sacrifices. So that's why it was called, that's why Jerusalem, mm. and specifically the altar in the temple, is called Ariel. Yeah. So Ariel became one of the Jerusalem's 70 names. 70 names, yeah. And, and the name is uh, uh, the meaning of the word itself. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's get into a bit of the rules in Hebrew. So we touched on the shor- on the Shorish, the root word, mm. and intrinsic meaning. The other thing that Hebrew has, that English doesn't have, is a gender article. Mm. So... Every word has a gender, like we mentioned earlier. The numbers, uh, say, echad enachat, shalosh and shlosha, that they have the gender that, that sets their sort of the rules for 
the but sentence and the word. Every object is either masculine or feminine. Yeah. For example, Shabbat is feminine. It's feminine. Shekhinah, God's presence in the world, is feminine. Mm. The Torah is feminine. Yeah. But God is referred to in the masculine. I won't get into that debate right now. Why? Sometimes. That's the, well, God other, is other referred to in the masculine, not. but his presence is referred to in the feminine. Yeah. Because God is neither masculine or feminine. Yeah. Right. It's neither. Correct. Um, but English doesn't have that. No. But everything, like a chair, is masculine, right? Yeah. Kiseh. No, Kiseh, right? Kiseh. A shulchan is masculine, right? Yeah. But then you'll have things like menorah, a light, which is feminine. Feminine. I don't think there's any false friends in that. Is there? Yeah, yeah, well, there's there's the when you have either im usually at the end. For example, how do you know how to say it in plural? You either do im yud mem at the end with a chiri mm. with an e sound, or ot vav taf at the end with an ot. Yeah, and im right? is max- masculine. Ot so is, for the most um, part, im is masculine and ot is feminine. So, yeah. Um, but there are outliers like arba imahot for mm. mothers, but shlosha a vot. You don't say avim. Yeah. Say avot. Yeah. Even though an av is a masculine, masculine a father mm. or principal. Right. That's also another thing. Like, I mean, I can go on. Like av means a father, but av also means a principal. Yeah. With a ple. Yeah. Right? Not pal. Ple. <laughs> like principled, like thirteen principles yeah. of faith. Right. So, because not the guy that's in charge of the school. Correct. Not the guy in charge of the school. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> So they tried to convince me one time when I was in grade four, because I'm your prince. They did principal and principal, yeah. which is how you spell principal mm. for the administrator, the actual person. Yeah, is they because I'm your pals, and then all the students went, "No, you're not." <laughs> that was a fun moment. Well, really, you said it mostly yeah. quietly because we were Canadian, but yeah. but that's what everybody thought. You are not our pal. You're the principal. Oh, not until. Connect friendly and, uh, until until you you you're in trouble. Something like that. Um. Uh, let's touch on sayings in Hebrew, because they make no sense in English. Well, they make sense. Mm. They just don't translate well. So your favorite saying is my favorite saying. If somebody goes to a restaurant, they have an unbelievable time, and you try you're trying to convince your friend. To come to the restaurant. Mm. So you're like, come to this restaurant. <laughs> and when you say that, I'm going to translate in a moment. And your friend's like, wow, I have to go there. Yeah. Okay. Now, in English, it would translate like this. Literally. Hey, Amos, come to the restaurant. It's a waste of time. You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> now... In New Zealand or anywhere else, <laughs> try telling your friend, "Hey, man, it's a waste of time. You're gonna die. You've got to eat at this restaurant. It was unbelievable." Yeah, my friends will laugh at me. You know? <laughs> so then they'll, they'll go say, anyway. They, but... they might go, but they'll say, "Wait a minute. If I'm gonna die, that's one thing. But don't waste my time." Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because in Hebrew it means it's a waste of time not to go there. Yeah. And you'll die for it. You die for it. Mm. That that's that's really what they're trying yeah, to say. It's like, like you die. You oh, die. So good. You would you would put your life on the line. Yeah, you'll be that's like, what they're trying I'm to done. Say. But it comes this. across that it's a waste of time. You're gonna die. <laughs> and people are like, wow, that must be really good. And you have all these English speakers scratching their heads, saying, why would he go there if it's a waste of time? <laughs> and they're gonna die. Like, why why would you go, dude? They're not really gonna. But he says you're gonna die. No, he doesn't mean you're gonna die. <laughs> well, the other thing is um, <laughs> when you call people kapara. Kapara, yeah. <laughs> kapara, my atonement. You're like, you're, you're what? You think like the guy's doing confession on you or something? <laughs> kapara, mommy. Yeah, mommy. Mommy. Yeah, mommy. <laughs> Trying to call somebody mommy. Yeah. Good yeah. luck. Or not going to go down well. It's not even mother. What is mommy? I don't think there's a translation for it. No, it's a very it's like, very slang. It's like dear. That's that's slang. Yeah. Well, that's, that's another thing. In Hebrew, there's so much, so many languages that have infiltrated, if you will, or been incorporated into the Hebrew language mm. because they, there is an actual official body um, that governs 
the Hebrew language and yeah. inclusion in the Hebrew language officially, then you'll get what's called Lo'azit, which means words in other that? languages that are now incorporated in yeah. Hebrew. So yeah, for example, Televizia is television, television. Informatia, mm. information, right? Uh, emancipatia, emancipation, mm-hmm. you know, telephone, etc., etc., etc. And then you get the words that were invented specifically to be used in modern he- Hebrew, like glida. Glida, yeah. Yeah, it's like n- not in the Torah. I don't then you have onomatopoeias. Onomatopoeias are one of my favorites. Yeah. Because I don't know how to spell onomatopoeia, <laughs> even today. That's Same okay. Matter. I don't so think you need to, but that sounds... To, to explain to everybody is you, uh, the word is based on how the thing sounds. Mm. Like bang and bang. zap. Bang, zap, right. So in Hebrew, you have bakbuk. Yeah. Because when you drink a water bottle, it's a water bottle, yeah. it sounds like So it's called bakbuk. That's, that I also told the, the this water day friend. Yeah. I told him that. <laughs> and and he, only, he only remembers bakbuk. <laughs> and arnak, for some reason. Arnak, yeah, why is arnak? I don't know why Arnak is Arnak. Mm. But he only remembers those two words. And he remembers the explanation for Shemaim, but he doesn't remember the word for it. Then like, Pam Shlishit Glida. Now, I never understood that till I was older. Meaning, <laughs> if like you meet somebody, and it happens the third time, you say, ice cream. Yeah. Third, it made no sense Third to me. time ice cream. Like, third time, like somebody <laughs> has to buy somebody an ice cream, basically. Yeah. I thought it was like an Israeli thing. It, just, it comes from... I thought it was an Israeli the, thing. No, it comes from English. Yeah. Where the third time, I'm going to scream. I scream. Yeah. Like S-C-R-E-A-M. Right? Yeah, scream. Yeah. So, Israelis heard it, and then, oh, third thing, uh, third time ice cream. So, they translated... Ice cream? Glida? Glida. And that's how it, that's how it originated. Yeah, is good, though. That's alright. I like that rule. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if I'm the benefactor there. Mm. Then I'm not complaining. Third time ice cream. So third time glitter. Funny. <laughs> so hopefully we've convinced you a little bit about the, the the fact that... And also Hebrew is given by God. But even without pulling that, you know, the no, spiritual, yeah. the rabbi card, if you will. You know, Hebrew is just a very systematic, understandable, intrinsic language yeah the world and this is another topic we may like segue into at some point about male and female today and the perception of it Mm. and uh that's a whole other topic but hebrew says yes there's masculine and feminine the world is divided into masculine and feminine and i'll leave you with some things are both masculine and feminine in hebrew yeah for example and rashi brings this down in parashat vaishlach which we're about to read I believe, not this week, but week. next week. Yeah. Which is the word machane. Ve'aya machana ha'echat v'hikau. Echat, mean, mean one, one in the feminine. In the feminine. When, when Jacob was preparing to fight his brother Esau after coming back with his four wives and all his kids. Yeah. To Canaan, after being in Haran, in exile for essentially working for Levan for like 20 plus years. Yeah. So he's coming back with his whole entourage, his whole family. He comes with 400 men to fight him. And he has to split two camps. So, if Esav wants to hit one camp, the other machane, which is a camp, meaning half of his kids, right, essentially. Yeah. That will be left, will, will be able to retreat. Which is either an actual war tactic or simply survival. Like, like... We're a big family. We're going to travel on two planes. God forbid something happens to one plane. At least, you know, the whole family is not going to die kind of thing. Yeah. As like a risk management. Yeah. So either or, but the, the first time Machane is mentioned is Echat, which Echat. is one, in feminine. The second time it's mentioned Nishar, Nishar which, which is, is masculine. masculine. So yeah. Rashi immediately on the spot comments, how can Machane be both? And the answer is, it is both. There are words in the Hebrew language that are both mm. masculine and feminine. Then he gives other examples. Derech, which means a way or a path. Ruach, wind. Shemesh, the sun. There's a hmm. different, different words that are both masculine and feminine. So, and each time that uh, that we know what's masculine and what's feminine, it again gives it intrinsic meaning. Does it yeah. have the male qualities? Does it have the female quality to it? 
So, yeah. for example, the, the one thing I really like, when God does something in the world, it's much more of a masculine kind of energy. That's why we relate to God for most part in the masculine. Yeah. People have a hard time with that. Like, why is God in the masculine? Why not the feminine? Are you, are you chauvinist or whatnot? It has nothing to do with that. God is referred to in both. Because when he does something, it's just like the mm-hmm. man goes out to the world and does. And, and man is more innately external. Not to say that women can't be external. No. But even but the, the, even the you know, reproductive organs of men are external. external. And for the women, they're internal. internal. So I mean, just the way people are designed. Mm. There's no better or worse. So whenever we say God does, God commands, God this, it's very external. So it's a male representative of God. There's yeah. a female representative of God, which is when God settles in the world. Yeah, the Shekhinah. Shabbat, mm. the Torah, Shabbat. the, the Shekhinah, God's presence in the mm. world is feminine. Right? Yeah. Because because the feminine energy is to, is to nurture the world. That's why women can get and pregnant this is, men can't. This question for you just popped into my mind. Mm. It's uh, somewhat related, not really. So in Lechado Di, yes. which we sing tonight, because it's Friday, mm-hmm. um, is that sort of the joining of the, of God as a masculine and a feminine? Oh, that's interesting. Because it's well, like Kala, and Kala is Shabbat, Kala, and so, then so, who's Kala? Kala is Am Yisrael. So we're referred to as Kala, and God is our Chatan. God is our, mm. our, our um, husband, if you will, our, our, our um, uh, what's his name? The bridegroom. Yeah. I never understood bridegroom because he's a bride or a groom. Bride. But that actually is a groom. Together. The bridegroom. <laughs> is the bridegroom together? Yeah. Or is it just a groom? It's it, for the bride? It, you can use either. So it's bridegroom is the right. formal sense. And like the, so then he's a groom. And I think that's bride. also like an old English thing. Yeah, it is an older. Yeah. Um, but groom. But God is groom is, groom the is husband the marrying Israel, the wife of the Kala, yeah. or the, the bride. And, and, uh, and that's our relationship. Mm-hmm with God and all of the people of Israel are referred to in the feminine. Yeah. <clears throat> but again, as an energy, not, not to say that everybody in Israel is feminine, they have people that are male, people that are female. Yeah. But so, so again, but each one of those things in Hebrew takes on a meaning. Is it masculine or is it feminine? It takes on a meaning. Yeah. Whereas English, you don't have that. And it's very difficult for people to transition from English to Hebrew. Yes, it is. Or from English to Spanish or to any other language that has from, masculine. Yeah, no, any, any sort of language. Because English speakers struggle learning other languages. Yes. Regardless, I think. And people can learn English, but English speakers struggle learning other foreign mm-hmm. languages, which is very true. Because they don't have this kind of dynamic. Yeah. Okay. I have a funny story. Okay. To possibly end. Mm-hmm. So, um... My sister, you know my sister, mm-hmm. and I, we were sitting on the bus, and we were discussing, but we were kind of talking about someone who um, presented themselves as quite the hipster, but we were wanting to talk in Hebrew, and hipster being a pretty modern word, we didn't know what what the word would be in, in Hebrew. So we thought, oh, okay, so it has hip in it, so... It's what's hip in Hebrew. It's a moten. So we'll just go for motenayim. So whenever we see someone that looks a bit hipster, <laughs> we go, hey, Shoshana, this motenayim. And we pointed them. <laughs> and then we showed our cousins that. And when we went to Israel two years ago now, <laughs> we asked our cousin, um, what's, what's hipster in Hebrew? She goes, hipster, hipster. I go, no, that's not fun. So we started calling it Motnaim. Mm-hmm. And she now calls it Motnaim as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Hebrew, a lot of these things, like I always say about the, 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 there's so much English that's infiltrated into the language. I say infiltrated because I don't, it, it's, it's a good thing to a certain extent, but then it's gone way too far. Yeah. So you have, like, for example, the rear axle is one of my favorite ones. The rear <laughs> yeah. axle in Hebrew is called the rear axle. <laughs> now, what is the front axle called? It's not called the front axle. It's called rear axle kidney, which means kidney, which means the front. The so the front. front rear axle. Yeah. Like, come on, how bad? Or well, the rear axle of the front. Of the front, yeah. 
It's really Which bad. is a more fun way to yeah. explain it, I think. <laughs> You're acting <laughs> So Hebrew has gotten so ridiculous. And yeah. I always tell people that move from English-speaking countries, you're going to Israel, he said you already know a third of the language because they already speak English. Mm-hmm. Like, you have Israelis that go, um, you know, oze, 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 or whatever. Yeah. And the, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what do you mean, whatever, whatever? Yeah. Like, whatever, like, like whatever, that's what they mean. Or, or, or they say, or they um, would say, mashu, or kolshu. Or Lomashana. They, they get surprised they, by something and they say, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, they say, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, like, they do actual Hebrew words for you to use. So a lot of Israelis don't know Hebrew today. Yeah. <laughs> it's very sad. It's, they don't think, Hebrew, it's, it's very English. similar to any other country where, where mm. most locals don't necessarily follow the grammatical rules of it, which speak in, in idioms and in local. Fini- yeah, but, fin- but you don't fini- have Israelis go, which is a telephone. Yeah. Or let's go for a tuzig today, which is a picnic. Yeah. Or a picnic. Right. You yeah. Want, want. It's sort of old, not, not old Hebrew, but tuzig. old modern Hebrew. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff, right? Yeah. Hava, Hava nelech letuzig amos. Right? And you're like, no. You're living in a different era, like Shakespearean Hebrew. <laughs> um, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that covers it. Oh, look, hopefully we've convinced you that Hebrew is a superior language to English. Because, yeah, we agreed today. We did. Not good. No. Um, but that's okay. Because Let's disagree next time. Hopefully everyone else disagrees with us. Hopefully everybody else disagrees yeah, with so us. Yeah, so disagree with us in the comments. Please. Love that. Please, and share it and, and show how much you disagree with us in the comments. Yeah. That's right. And, um, yeah, it's been fun. Follow our Instagram, EUTS underscore podcast. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, what else is there? Follow Spotify. us on Spotify. Follow us on uh, Google Podcasts, I think it is. Um, and Anchor. And share it. Share and it with your share friends. Share it with your friends, family. Whoever might be interested, this is meant not meant to be just for the local Yehudim, the local Jews. It's meant for everyone. Absolutely, it's just it's just good fun. Um, yeah, and this has been everything under the sun. Mm-hmm. Amos, thank you very much. Shabbat shalom to you. Shabbat shalom to you, and everyone should have a good weekend. <laughs>